0: This episode of the CinemaVention podcast is brought to you by Routing Wonk, J one Alex Hanna, and Wabbit Magic. Want to find out how to become one of the names listed? Go to patreon.com slash Wscottis1 to find out how. Hi, I'm Wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie The Breakfast Club. Oh! Increasing his cultural IQ, one movie at a time. This is CinemaVention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinema Cinemavention Podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie The Breakfast Club, which my guests have seen before. My first guest is the host of Squid's Mixtape. Please welcome Sean McDowell, a.k.a. Squid, to the show. Good to have you on, man. How are you doing? Ah,
1: dude, about time, I've been like flying at the bench going, oh,
0: I know. Yeah, no, it, 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 this is your first time on the show. So welcome on in. Uh We also have a returning guest to the show. He is the host of the Ritual Misery podcast. Please welcome back Anthony Lemos to the show. How are you doing, Amos? I am well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So uh we are but we are here today to talk about The Breakfast Club and I am so excited to talk about this movie because it's a it's a fun and dumb movie. That's that's what I'm going to say off the top. I think I think that's a good way to describe it. But uh before we discuss the movie, um let's go over some of the stats real quick because The Breakfast Club is available for rent or purchase on all major internet distributors and is available to stream for free on Peacock right now which is a pretty good deal if you ask me uh The Breakfast Club was released by Universal Pictures on February 15th 1985 the movie was directed by John Hughes and stars Emilio it's Et- 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 I'm that's, that's a stupid. horrible butchering what is that <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Estevez. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was going to butcher that. Paul Gleason, <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall, J- Jude Nelson, Molly Ringwald, okay. and Allie Sheedy. Is it Judd? Judd. Okay. Movie had a budget of $1 million and made $51.5 million in theaters. Uh, Sean, when was the first time that you saw this movie, though?
1: Oh, uh, God. in the At the drive-in with my mom my dad at the pickwick in burbank i think it was what 85 yeah it was 85 okay yeah so so right
0: when it came out in theaters okay
2: yeah
0: uh what about you amos when did you first see this movie when it hit hbo (laughs) (laughs) you had hbo yeah, it, it, folks of the it, guests of the show. It's like we we know that uh, Amos always watches everything when it comes out on HBO.
3: <laughs> they they used to have free weeks all the time. We taped everything. Oh yeah! Oh God, was that fun? Yeah, absolutely. We had an entire movie collection of taped free HBO preview weeks.
1: You know that ticker that would come across the screen at the bottom of the screen right at the most crucial moment. And it's a call your network provider, call your network provider for a new, uh
3: for HBO. <laughs> yeah. All our movies had that.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. So yes, yeah, so you guys all uh, watched this pretty much right when it came out, it sounds like. So that is fun stuff. So let's talk about this movie because I got to tell you when I, when I was watching this movie, this movie feels to me like it is the epitome of the 80s to me. Like this is just what life was like in the 80s, like you can tell it's an 80s movie all around. And uh and first of all, the soundtrack for this movie because I know we we've got uh Squid, you know, Squid's mixtape. We got we, we got to talk about the music on this uh movie because there there are so many classics in
3: here.
1: But are they, though? Yes. Are they really classics? I mean, yes. aside for, I mean, EG Daily, Temple Minds, and Wang Chung, it is the worst soundtrack ever.
3: You disagree, yeah. Amos? Aside from three amazing songs, it's the worst soundtrack ever. Well, I can say that about pretty much any album. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to call his comments a watch. I love the soundtrack for this movie. I think the sound in the movie is awesome. And it's, it just, it, it, you're right. It it, it epitomizes the 80s as do every John Hughes movie.
0: Yeah. And you've got, and you got the David Bowie track at the beginning. And it's like, and it's like David Bowie gets this like massive shout out at the beginning of the movie. Right. And then we just never see him again. It's, it's, it's quite astonishing to me, actually. But uh, David Bowie 100% is epitome of the 80s for sure. And- but
1: Bowie wasn't on the soundtrack. If they would have included Bowie on the soundtrack, yeah, it'd be the best soundtrack Oh, ever. wow.
0: It's not even on the, sound- the official soundtrack even. No. That's
1: wild. It, it was like a quick throwaway. They didn't get... Here's the thing. Every, every song that's on the soundtrack was every song that the soundtrack producer wrote. There's only one song on that soundtrack. That he personally didn't write. Wow, uh, so so it was so it was in, so he helped write the music for this then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Except, except for the except for no even the Wing Chun song. I think it was E.G. Daily song is the only one he did not personally write. And the craziest part was they were struggling so hard, like. Um, don't you forget about me? Mm-hmm. Even even the band hated that song. They're like, we cannot stand this damn song. <laughs> and it became one of the biggest eighties hits in '85. So I, I'm still astonished to this day. So so
0: they did. So they did it. To, so they did it for the check. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. No, it, uh, it was.
3: Yeah. Welcome to the eighties. Everybody did music for the check.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, maybe to a certain extent today. Also, like that's true. <laughs>
1: after after Huey Lewis got screwed for um, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. they just said, you're not screw it. We're just going to write songs for movies, and we'll collect a check. And it's their biggest payday because they get they still get a royalty hit every time that song's played in the movie, and every time the movie's aired. Uh mm-hmm. huh. That's that's crazy. I mean, honestly, easy way to make good good money. I mean, to be fair, you know? Um. Oh, go ahead. Let me ask Amos this, because Amos will be able to answer. You can't answer this one yet. Sure. Which which soundtrack is most most y though? This one or The Lost Boys?
2: They're...
3: They're all 80s. That's I don't I don't I can't. I mean, unless, yeah, it's it's all the 80s, man. It's just one big conglomerate of what the hell, because that's all the <laughs> 80s was, including this movie. So.
0: I mean, hey, let's just say that there was some, uh, there was some, perhaps maybe some involvement of other helpful enhancers.
1: Let's just put it that way. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> the 80s, hopefully everything.
1: I can say this. The one of my favorite songs is on the soundtrack. And that's uh that's uh Fire by Twilight by Wang Chung. The one where the one that plays when they're running down the hallway. Okay. One the better, that's one of the best song that's one of the better songs of the eighties that doesn't get any airplay. God, that thing should have been a hell of a lot bigger. And done by a very damn good band who gets shit on all the time just because they well they wrote that one song, everybody have fun tonight,
3: yeah, I love this song
0: and it yeah, and that's such an iconic scene too the uh the running uh the running from the teacher scene, like I remember seeing that um referenced in a um in a like a Nickelodeon show, I want to say. In fact, there was an entire i I can't remember. I can't remember the show, but there was like an entire um episode where they basically did like a remake of The Breakfast Club. I gotta go back and watch that. It, it it's so it, it's so great. It's so funny, and uh, yeah. Like th- this movie is just like <laughs> the this movie to me is the epitome of stupidity. Is that a, is that a good uh, is that a good way to describe
3: it? I, if that's how you describe this movie, you had a very different high school experience than I had.
1: Yeah, because that movie was exactly who's high school.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, if, that's one of the one. That's one of the awesome things is take out the take out the gear that they're wearing, and even then, the gear really would have worked in the nineties and two thousands as well. mhm uh, change up update the music and it's exactly high school life no matter what era it is mhm yep I mean, I mean there there's certainly some things that are a little
0: bit dated a little bit in my mind like i don't i don't know what it was about um like like you have the uh, the tough guy uh the bully character uh what what was his name john bender right yeah. and he to me is like it, for me it very that was very much like that character to me felt like it was the 80s 90s time period like if if you talk about a bully like nowadays like it's just some kid on on his computer just writing bullshit on social media now it's not like this tough guy wearing a leather jacket anymore
3: okay Aesthetic might have changed a little, but it's still the same attitude, and it's still the same five groups of people. Yeah. That's fair. So, I mean, you got the jock, the priss, the stoner slash mm-hmm. bully, I guess. You got the weirdo, I'm, and you got the nerd.
1: I mean, it used to be, we used to call them like preppies, but now preppies just turned into.
3: uh Everybody's preppy unless you're poor.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, the Geek, they're less picked on. Well, heavily less picked on because now people go, oh, wait a minute, that fucker might actually get rich later. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they jo- know at the time, right? Jocks no longer are, I mean, I will say this, Jocks no longer are the complete assholes they used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can still be, but now they're just Instead of jocks, they're just known as pros. Yeah, uh huh. So just like you're going to hang out at uh, Manhattan Beach or something. Uh, the bully's still a bully. I mean, if you yeah. get them in person, a lot of times they'll still ha- hand your ass to you. When yeah, I was in high school. Those so those five stereotypes lasted up until like I would say mid two thousands, easy. Yeah. Cause, uh, when my ex's daughters were going to school, went to, we had to do a day, uh, like parent day, where the parents hung out with you for a day. It was yeah. like a shortened day, something like that. Mm-hmm. And no, it's the same fucking people. And that was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. It's only recently that year, things have changed.
3: Yeah. mhm. Mm-hmm. They haven't changed that much. Yeah, so you you would say they don't they haven't changed that much, but um, I, I have a I have a son in in high school, and I've got a daughter in elementary school. It's still the same kids. Yeah, and, and the kids. Yeah, and, and, uh,
0: uh, <laughs> the the groups I would say are definitely the same. I would I would say that like, it, pre- the way that they're presented in the movie is is different than what they are nowadays, but you absolutely are right. The, a lot of the, a lot of the same groups of people are still there. And it's like, I even remember when I was in high school, um, that was, you, you had those groups of people like 100%, right? Like the only difference with this movie is that like, they all, uh, they all get along or whatever in, in my school. No, no, not even close. It's like, you, I, I guarantee you, when you could, you could put them all in a detention room like they did with Breakfast Club, and you know, I mean, you know, that's part of the movie, obviously, but, but it's like, you know, there's no way that those people, uh, you know, even even
2: interact or anything, you know,
0: but still, still, it's 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 still the same. It's all. Yeah. Still- yeah, absolutely. So March twenty fourth, nineteen eighty four is when is when this movie uh is or is when everything is happening in the movie. Um mm. and uh what's significant about that date, um, number one, is we uh just celebrated the thirty seventh anniversary not too long ago of that. Um but what's significant about that date in particular is uh when I was um when I was talking with you guys before we started the show, I mean, you were telling me that this was when filming um, started on this movie was on that date. So it's like very, it, it's very much a movie like based in the current time period when
1: it, when it came out in that respect. Yeah. And here, here's the beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. He would, John Hughes was filming two movies at the same exact time. And both were high school movies. He was uh, filming Ferris Bueller and Breakfast Club at the same time, sometimes on the same sets. Right? Really one cast, one cast would take a day off, and they would film some of the Ferris Bueller stuff, and then they'd bring back. Uh, or sometimes they were filming at the same exact time, where since uh, Breakfast Club took mostly in the library. Uh mm-hmm. The the classroom scenes like uh the what was his name? Uh Ben uh the teacher Davis, the teacher dude. In uh in Ferris Bueller ben, you're talking? Yeah, Ben Stein. Ben Stein, yeah. They were film they're busy filming his scenes at the same exact time. That's wild. So they were using like the same like school set too? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The only difference was the exteriors.
0: That's wild. Okay. No, I did not know that. And funnily enough, Ferris Bueller is actually the next movie we're gonna uh cover um in the podcast. So that that's hilarious,
3: actually. <laughs> I what's funny about that too is um you someone else for that crew.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the uh the, the what's funny is too is like little uh look ahead in the next few episodes, um the next two movies i'm covering after this are ferris bueller and war games and what's funny is i didn't even plan it that way but they both uh star um the actor uh what's his name matthew broadwick yeah no (laughs) and i did not even and i did not even like plan it that way it's just pure coincidence that that happened
1: and it was and it's amazing that is great yeah let me let me ask you this Mm -hmm. while while watching this did it remind you of anything that did happen for you in high school hmm i'm trying to think
0: like there were definitely some i i will say that i i kind of describe myself as the awkward kid right um the awkward and weird kid so like some of the some of the scenes where they're doing like weird stuff and like people are all are all looking around and and are like what is this kid doing you know like when um when you've got uh andy the athlete who has like all of this food and he's bringing out like all of this food and people are just giving him this like w- super weird stare um you know i i will i would say that that is that's something that i related to i think the other thing that i related to is just um Surprisingly enough, I didn't get um bullied too much for being a quote-unquote nerd, so to speak. I more got bullied for just, like, <laughs> if, like, people would just, like, find, like, the stupidest things to, to make fun of me for. Like, so, okay. so it's let's,
1: hilarious let, to me. Let, let's, let's clarify this, because mm-hmm. maybe we have two concepts of bullying. Okay. And
2: so... Were you ever trash canned? No. Were you ever swirly? Uh I don't think so, no. Did your backpack end up on the top of a flagpole at any point? No. Did you limp
1: home after a day of school? No. <laughs> Amos is <laughs> just like, Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, dude. We got bullied. Okay, didn't uh-huh. get bullied. The fuck, I got my ass bullied, and he can he can actually contest to that because even the girls kicked my ass.
3: Well, it's because he wouldn't fight back.
1: Yeah, you know, that's true.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't either, right? But um, in my mind, like. That That's what's weird about bullying is like, it, I was never, so what, I've talked to my dad about this and my dad says that he, I mean, my dad says that he experienced all of that stuff that you, that you guys are describing about the whole, you know, like physical confrontation and stuff. Right. But for me, like it was all, it was always like whenever I got bullied, it was always like words or, I mean, Here's one. Here's one thing that I can say, like you guys have never experienced that I have. Whereas, you know, getting bullied on social media, oh my god, it's the it's the fucking worst. It is the absolute worst to have to go through that. And you know, it, that I I that is something that I feel is I I don't I feel like that is not dress, addressed enough. And t- but to but in their defense too, it's like what are they going to do to a certain extent? They can't really do anything because it's off school grounds. Right. So there's only so much that they can do, but at the same time, like it, I feel like it's not like, I I feel like it's not like addressed enough. Maybe it is. And I'm just, maybe I just went to a not particularly good school, but, but
3: that was just something that was always difficult. Right. One of the, let me just say that Squid and I are both Gen Xers, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we are the wrong crowd to listen to how social media was the worst of the worst for you. Yeah, absolutely. Like we went home with with a black eye, and we were yeah. like, "Yes, it's only one black eye." Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Just completely different generation. But either way, the person that did the bullying. Is still the same stereotypical archetype that it's always been.
1: Well let me let me ask you this then, cause I okay, uh Ben I never really saw Bender as a bully bully at the time. Mm-hmm. They had bullyish tendencies. I just saw him as just a troublemaker, a person that just did shit to get into trouble, not really to not to make himself feel better, but to just start trouble. I saw him more as like an
2: anarchist than a bully.
1: Hmm. He he never really, I mean, he never really fully outright attacks anyone. He dances around it, but he never really attacks anyone. Right. Most of the time he's just calling people out on their shit
3: because even in in his method of being a jerk he still only half asses it just like the rest of the
1: exactly <laughs> so I always thought that they kind of mislabeled him I would say uh, Emilio Esteves' character uh, the, the jock mm-hmm. was more bullish than the bully yeah
0: I yeah hmm. That that's that's an interesting way to take it because because I he, here's the thing though about that because when I was looking at um when I was looking at like IMDb for the cast I think specifically um the John Bender the character I believe is labeled as the criminal in IMDb yeah do you think that's a better representation of the character is calling him the criminal rather than the bully yeah okay i mean um, what? i mean if anything he's kind of just like making like insults to people and he's like i mean <laughs> most of the time he's like basically um he, he's he's bullying the teacher more than more than the, exactly. his, the fellow classmates you
3: know i i i honestly think we're getting a little bit so hear me out we're getting a little too in the in the weeds there okay. are five characters, and no matter who you were in high school, no matter what experience you had in high school, one of those five people you can identify with. Guaranteed, everyone can identify with at least one of those five people. And right. this story is the story of the high school experience, no matter where you're from. Yeah, and That's really what the richness of this movie is, is that we're deba- debating one particular character. We could go on this debate for all five. Mm -hmm. We're going, all of us are going to identify with at least one of those five people. Or if you just didn't high school and you just grew up to be a huge douche, you would identify with the principal. That's fine too, but (laughs) you're going to identify with at least one of those characters and it's going to summarize your high school experience within this, within this frame of time relative to when you went through high school, not just the movie. And that's what John Hughes does. He makes timeless movies that capture a moment of your life and transcend to no matter what era you went through that moment in your life, you can still identify with those characters. And he does it exp- expertly in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. So Amos, who, who, who do you identify? We already know who Will identifies with. Who do you identify with?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I identified with the weirdo.
0: Okay so uh so you would identify with um plus, Allison. Plus,
2: plus wow.
3: Sheedy is gorgeous in this movie.
2: Oh great. Yeah. Mhm.
3: Like Griffin, I don't care. It's-
1: That's just kind of weird and and Will, you you get the pleasure cuz both of us knew each other in high school, hung out during high school. Uh-huh. I would I would never put you as weirdo famous. You were a little more closer to Claire. If, if anything, you were like a amalgamation of like Claire's popularity and and the nerd's uh, kind of quirkiness a little bit, but not the weirdo far from it.
3: And this is another beauty of the movie: is that no matter where you saw yourself, others will see you differently. Uh huh. Because it's all the same experience.
1: Yeah. Now where because, i always saw, I already saw myself as a weirdo because mm-hmm. i got it i got into mess like every time I was in attention, I never got an intention for doing anything serious it was
3: and i would i would have classified you as the nerd, so
1: yeah yeah,
3: that's, yeah. That's, that's that's the idea of this movie is that even where you, even if you find yourself in one position, someone else will see you totally differently
0: yeah I know and and I, and I'm curious because. For me, it's like because I mentioned that I kind of identify myself a little bit with um with Allison as well. But I would also kind of put myself a little bit in where um where uh Brian, the brain um of the um of the group, right? Like not in every aspect, right? Because I'm certainly not smart because I I did not get um all A's in school, like sue me, right? <laughs> but yeah, but but I would say that um I would say that Brian's like because Brian likes to like overanalyze everything, right? That that's something that you notice throughout the uh, throughout the movie is like you know he overanalyzes like the littlest things, or he like he, like some is like somebody's like arguing about like a a one particular thing and then it, and then Brian feels the need to go into detail about like just i i don't know like the way that the way that Brian just over explains everything was also me in high school like straight up so mm-hmm. i it, the thing the thing is too um so the teacher i will say the teacher i never had any teachers that were like this although if you asked some of my um fellow uh fellow high school students they might have said the same um they might have said that they um they could have probably pointed to someone who described who at least in their mind uh mr vernon right but um but he's but he says don't mess with the bull you'll get the horns and it's like he's the teacher is is like the biggest asshole out of all of them right
1: like the jan oh, like the, even, even the janitor holy. calls him out on that Mm-hmm. Fully, fully agree. In fact, uh, most of our high school staff was that same way. We had like the security officer that we did have; she would look for reasons to bust us. I mm-hmm. mean, one one week, I'm not sure. Do you, I'm not sure if you remember this? Uh, the blonde, the blonde security guard that worked over at Highland. Uh, she. She busted, I think, 150 students in one day to give 150 students detention really? in one day. Yeah, she would just would she would go on a rampage, and it, it's like, holy crap! Uh, we had like uh, who was that one English teacher I had? I Can't remember their name, but I would walk in the door, she would look at me and go, "Nope, turn around." I'm not feeling <laughs> today turn around, go just, you know, what room we called it? What was it? SOS, Save our sorry asses. I forget what we, that's what I remember calling it. Take your ass to the daytime detention. I was like, okay, see ya.
3: (laughs) Just for no reason at all. I, I only remember my computer programming teacher Mm. and I don't remember his name. And I remember we had one security guard who was a big, burly dude who would always come up to me and ask me where my friends were because he knew I wouldn't have anything on me, but all my friends were carrying some sort of contraband. Which,
2: and he, never,
3: this
1: question, he never quite understood
3: the fact that they would hide their contraband in my bag because I was just a poor white kid that didn't get picked on.
1: Oh, is that <laughs> what? Okay, that wasn't when I was around. That was Indiana.
3: No, that was like Mike Stone used to hide his his oh cigarettes and shit in my bag. Oh, Mike Scott, yeah. Mike Scott, there you go. Yeah, like no God relation. Rest, God, yeah, God no. rest his soul. Yeah,
1: we used to hide all of our stuff, and I didn't because I didn't do anything.
3: I yeah, I I would. I, the only thing you'd ever find on me was cigarettes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and of course mm-hmm. I was the uh I was the good good little kid that didn't have anything to hide. So, you know. <laughs> but you yeah. know. But uh going back to to um Mr. Vernon, because the the scene the scene that's really like the scene that really describe like just puts it all into like context how much of an asshole he is, like um like he's he brings um uh, John Bender into this like closet i guess you could say it was right and he mm. he tells bender to throw a punch like he's tr- he's trying to show how much of a coward bender is and you know and it, 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 and he's like b- he has like this power dynamic over him it's like they'll never take his uh word over his you know like i i i do remember do- though i do remember do- oh go ahead
1: do you think it was that or he just drastically wanted to put Fender in his place and to really knock Fender back a few steps. So he would be on top. He would be, you know, in complete control, of just, not control, but mastery of the situation. Think like, uh, think almost emperor ish. Hmm. It, w- I, it almost feels like he was just on a power trip to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like- You will worship me. You will fear me. You will. You will be my underling. I will not let you stand equal to me. I must knock you down and be towering over you. That's what he was doing. That's what that's what Vernon was basically doing the entire movie. Uh Shit. Not everybody, beneath him, or that he saw slightly beneath him.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I love how the janitor even like calls out his bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's 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 great to be but um i remember the leadership at my high school um i see here's the thing about this story is that uh, supposedly i wasn't there for this like i don't know like e- but everyone tells me that this that this happened right because my my graduating class and it was really annoying for me too because i was the kid that would never get in trouble like was was never had a problem with like the with the staff, like all of the teachers liked me pretty much, like you know, I was like I was that kid, right, and um but my classmates, on the other hand, were just like the biggest troublemakers ever, to the point where like nor like school activities that were like a tradition to do, like we just were never allowed to do in some cases just because we like fucked up so bad to the point where um at my high school they supposedly gathered all of us in a room one day and and basically just told told them straight to our to their face you're the worst class we've ever had now i everybody tells me this happened but i wasn't there for it so i can't confirm it 100 percent. but literally everyone tells me the same story so i have to think it happened but it's completely wild to me
2: have you noticed maybe
1: it's something I just noticed with this movie, you end up talking less about the movie and more about your high school experience.
3: Yeah. Cause it is our high school experience.
2: That's yeah. the, of the film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and
1: like it like really, cause everything that they were talking about, we talked about, Everything that they were complaining about, we complained about mm-hmm. a lot of the shit they were going through, we were going through, and even today, even as a grown-up, here's the craziest part. Because after watching this, I, I was like thinking about all the jobs that I worked. I was like, Jesus Christ, you could still apply all of these characters to your workplace.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Still you could.
1: Yep. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, we all know that. <laughs> um, I do. I do like the uh, the live, by the way, um, Bender. Uh, I think it's towards the beginning of the movie. He's like, does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> such a good line. Such a great line. And I there were always there were always uh, people that were uh, that were like that. I remember um i remember uh it, it's funny like it, this podcast is just gonna be us recanting our high school stories i've just realized like this is slowly morphing into that like you mentioned uh but uh but i remember there is this um there's this elderly uh lady like she was probably in her 60s or 70s i want to say and she was still like teaching at the high school i think she retired now but I remember like she was so oblivious to stuff going on. I remember one day she was passing out some worksheet or whatever. Right. And I'm so the way that the the layout of the table is I'm sitting on the right side in the back and there's like a little gap in between. And then there's another guy sitting on the table on the left. This guy after after she goes around the table and she's not looking in his direction He literally got up on the chair, started dancing, and we all just looked at each other like we're just like, (laughs) like no one laughed. Right. Obviously, because then that would give it away. But we're just all staring at each other like, oh, my God, how is this happening? And he he jumps right back down into his seat again when uh, when she turns the corner. Oh, it was so good. I it's amazing.
1: Once again, it's another reason I love this movie because it brings back memories like this. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you guys this. Okay, the the weed smoking scene, or the not scene, but scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. How believable is that scene for you guys? Mm, I here's the thing: if 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 I if
0: if at, if at my school you got caught with that like first of all that just didn't happen second of all if you did get caught with it you're pretty much like expelled pretty much i mean i don't know if it was that extreme but like it felt like it was that extreme i don't know amos what about you
3: remind me again where this story was was based like where where where, where in the country it was um it was illinois i believe right uh, yeah uh yeah it's just outside Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And where did I graduate? Indiana. Indiana side, just outside. That's of outside of Chicago. So no, that's exactly how it would go down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe that.
0: Maybe that's a. Maybe that's a culture thing or like a location thing. I don't know. <laughs> I will yeah, say that only, I. I. Oh, go ahead.
3: The only thing that wasn't believable about the. Week- was the jock going up and having like his own crazy time by himself? Oh my there. God. Yeah. Like Actually, that's the one thing I found believable. Which I mean, they go, again, according depending on which weed you had, could be a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but also it's like you don't like after after having um weed, it's like you don't yell so loud um that you break the glass on the door. Like how how? How is that possible? I don't understand. I don't-
1: I don't think it was him yelling. I think it was him like banging on it. It was
3: only broken for that scene. Later on, it shows uh, that that in the background and the windows are all fixed.
0: Oh my god! Oh, very thing. (laughs) The the continuity department was not uh, was not doing well.
3: well. Get into the conspiracy theories behind this movie too, which are completely crazy. Oh,
1: hold hold off on those. Let's get to those later. Oh oh my god.
0: Oh, okay, there, there's a whole like conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Oh my god,
1: this is oh, amazing. Okay. Uh, oh, but because Amos, you remember, you remember the first time you guys got me stoned.
3: First time we got you stoned? Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, first no. time I ever, got stoned was was around you guys. Was, it was
2: I also stoned? Yeah. That's
1: why. <laughs> <laughs> I only I only remember it because we were over at Delser Gardens, which was this like you travel like ten miles, well not ten miles, like five miles out of town, to the middle of nowhere. There was like this trailer park in the back and this bar and big stage outside and everything and I lost my shit and I just like turned into the Tasmanian devil. I was all over the place and super speaking fast. And I would swear like I was on methamphetamines, but no, that's just my ADHD going, Oh, Hey, you took weed. Hey, guess what? (laughs) You're going super speed now. (laughs) So yeah the jock like acting like that yeah fully believable cuz I did that shit I was like all over the place raging and going going crazy Okay
0: okay I mean I can't speak from experience so I can't tell you I don't know I can't I can't disagree with it
3: <laughs> I can't tell you you're wrong <laughs> I can tell you that uh I, there's no way I could concentrate long enough to shatter glass with my voice or <laughs> run around balancing on things and jumping over stuff if i was stoned now <laughs> not not a chance
0: yeah no i don't i yeah no that's yeah i i i don't know yeah i I, did, I found that i didn't find that too believable either to be honest but
3: of course now when i get stoned it's more i'm more couch coma than anything so yeah whatever yeah. I
1: think I think that's because of age. Age does that. When you're yeah. younger, like oh yeah, let's get stoned and run around and do a whole bunch of shit.
3: Mm-hmm. No, now it's you get stoned and you lay in the couch and remember all the shit. Yeah, you survived it. <laughs> wow.
0: Um, so yeah, so I want to go back to uh, I want to go back to John Bender for a second because um, it, do you it, I I was always told that like you know like the bullies are bullies because they always have their own issues at home and we sort of see that with um with John Bender he kind of like hints a little bit that like he's got some issue he's got some daddy issues at home right you know and it might explain like some of his behavior and you know cuz he's like thrilled to get 2 months of detention like he he just like Like, (laughs) Mr. Vernon is, like, saying, it's like, you just earned yourself another week of detention, like, to the point where he gets two months of detention. Like, uh, I don't know. Do you think that that's an accurate take?
3: Yeah. Every character in here, every single one of them is an early Gen Xer. Yeah. Every single one of them had parental issues. Either their parents were disappointed, their parents didn't know they even existed because they were living an alternate life, like completely ignoring their kid. Their parent was living through the kid vicariously through the through the jock, or they didn't understand their kid and didn't want to give their kid any attention. So their kid reached out and got all, got all the attention they could find in other ways. Like every single one of them has daddy issues, and the best one I think is um, is Molly Ringwald's character. Where she doesn't even think she has daddy issues, but it comes out that she definitely does, mm-hmm. and you know you can call it daddy issues. You can call it you know a, a parental uh, break. You can whatever whatever you want to call it is. It's none of them feel appreciated and understood by their parents. Mm-hmm. None of them. Yeah, the closest one like... would be would be uh, Brian because. He and his dad actually get along, but then he's ashamed of his dad because his dad is the janitor at the school, so even that like everyone has issues with their parents like and that's just part of growing up and especially part of gen x
0: yeah because uh because it's like sorry, mom and dad, but yeah i was um I was always embarrassed when my parents whatever would, would would like be around for like school activities and stuff i was I was just yeah, like, I I did not want to be around my parents. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad.
1: <laughs> I I know it's like my parent. Well, like I never saw my mom that often. My dad because I was like when I moved, I moved in with my dad at 13. Uh, so by 13 years old in Los Angeles, I was doing everything on my own. So it wasn't it wasn't even like I had it. De- My dad came home and slept and watched TV. We didn't interact unless I needed to ride somewhere or if I really needed something then maybe. And it was like, he would like, I'd get in trouble for like not washing dishes. I'd be like, okay, whatever. It's like, what do you mean? Whatever. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter. You're going to be at work until Sunday. So oh, I'm grounded on Sunday. I'm going to do everything else I want anyway because you're not going to be home.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And my dad realized, oh, shit, well, I fucked up. So it's a, after that, it was like, okay, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just don't go to jail and don't
0: get dead, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about uh so the other thing that i uh that is interesting about uh bender is that like you know throughout the movie of course you know bender is uh pursuing claire like very very extensively like throughout the movie like so many times and in fact it becomes a point where um andy is like trying to stick up for claire um you know to try and it is also like we mentioned earlier kind of being a bully in the process of doing that as well right? right but like but like claire is such an interesting character to me because um you know she's involved in every single club it's like she definitely is portrayed as this like goody little two-shoes right but she is apparently also a virgin Right, which is... Bullshit. <laughs> you you call BS on that one? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I do. Okay, what makes you say uh, that? Because for her, it's all about image. As long as she keeps saying she's a virgin, she's got that perfect little Missy, you know, persona. What goes on in the background is a different story. I'm sorry, you don't go from, you know, being their pissy bitchy self to making out with the most hated dude in the room. Unless you got a little bit of that, that's that. that Pass behind, be, you know, behind you.
0: Yeah, by the way, that also that also made me mad. Like when um when when they when they make out at the end and they just become like boyfriend girlfriend it's like after all of that especially towards the end because like because they have this like the, it, the movie takes like this super weird turn at the end because it's like um they're talking about uh you know they're, they're talking about their talents or whatever like what they can do right and then it just like takes a weird turn and they're talking about like their sexuality and their parents and home life and how You know, basically their life sucks, which to be fair, when you're uh, when you're a high school student and you're like dealing with all kinds of shit in your life, it's like your life does suck. Right. Like, I
1: mean. I don't know. That's just Gen X, though. Gen X, you get us set seated down long enough with each other. We're going to start talking about our fucked upness.
2: Mm hmm.
1: It's like almost like it's 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 almost like our badge of courage
3: that we that that we wear. So, is there a question there, W? Because it just seemed like a statement to me that just made sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's fair.
1: <laughs> but okay, uh, what... so so let me let me ask you this, Will? Okay. Because, because maybe maybe Abin and "I have a different perspective." Because that is our generation, or the beginning of our generation. Mm-hmm. What about your generation? I mean, do you guys ever like does something like that ever happen with you guys? Um, I don't, I don't think so.
0: i I'm, I'm try, I'm genuinely trying to think of a time when that happened, and I don't. I don't believe so. I mean. The the best thing I think the best, the closest thing that you could get to that. Would be like. Every once in a while, you'd have like a one on one conversation with someone and like sometimes some of that stuff would come up. But definitely not in a group setting like that. I, I don't know. Like, would would it always come up in a group setting for you guys?
3: Um, only when we start talking about it.
1: Okay. Because it I- would always it would always start off with someone saying, "I got in fucking trouble again with my mom." Mm. Or I got in. Tr- yeah. Usually it's with mom.
0: Right. Yeah. But, like, yeah, no, like, I can't, I cannot think of a time when that happened. Uh, honest to God, I cannot think, of, because that's definitely something that you would remember, right? Like, I'm, m- most of the time when I was talking to, when I was talking to people, it's like, m- most people's parents just didn't really seem to care, really.
1: But, I, I don't know. I think that's what, I think that's what it, what it comes down to like, you're looking at all these characters these five characters they usually have something very similar in common which is all of them are trying to do something A. to kind of stand out from what they feel like they are and B. to kind of like almost rebel against where their lives currently are
0: Okay, well, because because they they make that point in the movie too about being yeah. like because they don't want to be like their parents, every yeah. single one of them, right? That's like one thing that they can all agree upon, right?
1: Because the whole the whole making out with Bender at the end, that's completely just her rebelling. I mean, mm-hmm. I really don't think she has like that much interest in him. 'Cause she doesn't feel safe around him, doesn't feel secure around him. He doesn't give her that happy feeling. Mm-hmm. It just or like her that's her her rebellion. Uh the nerd, the way that it's like, okay, fine, I'll smoke weed, is him acting out because so, he just desperately wants acceptance. Yep. Uh the makeover, which actually, like, you know how like the make out like kind of gets you upset. Mm-hmm. The the makeover drives me fucking insane. Yeah. It, it it pissed me off. I was like, why the fuck does she have to be made over? She was good where she was. You all need to catch up to her. Cause she actually has some understanding what's going on.
0: Yeah. No, that was something that I remember specifically we brought up during the watch party. And yeah, I think I would have to agree with you on that too. Cause like that whole entire because yeah there's this whole entire scene of you know her getting this makeover and then that's what makes um uh (laughs) that's what makes uh uh fuck what's his name um uh brian brian like because because don't because brian and allison end up together at the end i believe right yeah and it's like, and, 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 and yeah, no, that like, that just makes you frustrated too. Cause it's like, no, you don't have to like pretty yourself up and all of this stuff to make someone like, like you like that. Like, no, 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 no.
1: Exactly. And it drove me to, cause I actually had someone that tried to do something similar man's It's like, wait a minute. No, hold up. You like me because I do me. Y- why are you trying to put me in all this crazy fashionista shit? Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable in that. And I noticed like the, if I wasn't comfortable, I was going to act either act out or like withdraw in. I was either going to become Brian or the brain or I was going to become Ali Sheedy's character. I mm-hmm. can never remember, her, but um, yeah. And withdraw in and just kind of like sink into a corner.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, uh, Amos. Do you have any thoughts
2: on that?
3: I think the makeup session was the makeover. Was just one person sharing their interests and their, um, their means with another person that didn't, that hadn't had the opportunity to experience that interest and didn't have the means in which to experience it. And I think the make out session at the end with uh with Bender, I th- honestly, if she needs something a little not sanitized in her life, he would be the best thing for her. And he might actually appreciate her because he has had a crush on her since day one. And as far as the jock and the weirdo only getting together when they when she got a makeover. That's just as true as her only getting with him because he got stoned and decided to express himself and share a little bit, so any way you look at it, it's all just high school
0: <laughs> yep that's true um so here here's some things uh let's let's wrap up with this uh 'cause there's 'cause there's a couple of things that are like. I I mentioned how I thought like this movie was just like stupid and everything. Like here are some classic examples of this. So first of all, um, we mentioned it. Uh, we mentioned it on the uh, Bill and Ted episode too. But um, I remember during the uh, movie, I I think it only happened once. But there, but the F slur is dropped uh during this movie, and you know it it was the eighties, right? Like doesn't make it right that that happened, but that is definitely, you know, that is some, that is definitely something that did not age well <laughs> in my mind, right?
1: I can agree with that. Because really, yeah, that shouldn't be used in the way that it was used then. Mm-hmm. But I still fight
3: against everyone hating that word so much because and this is just my own ignorance that's not what it meant when i was using it when i was little it was just another way of calling a person an idiot or a stupid head Mm -hmm. and once i learned that it had a different connotation than how i had used it in my elementary and uh, junior high years then it became a fashion thing. It became the thing for for teenagers to call each other, and that I always thought that was stupid. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm not. I think it aged perfectly. I think it aged exactly how it should have aged. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the 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 use of it in this movie is representative of the time. And I don't think it's something that should be shied away from, nor should it necessarily be something that's called out. It should just be accepted for exactly what it is. It was art of the time. And that's it wasn't gratuitously used, but it was used in the proper context for, for the time in which it was made. I think it's
1: I can agree to that.
3: Yeah. Exactly how it should be. I can so, agree. I barely even noticed it was in the movie until until later when someone called it out. Like it was just that's just how that's exact. it was it was properly used in context. Mm-hmm. Even
1: at the yeah, I gotta agree with you. Even at the time that when we were kind of using, kind of using it at the time,
3: it I was it a lot. I used it a tons. It was my favorite insult for everyone, for anything. I would say it to my mom. I would say it to my classmates. I would say it to my teachers. I didn't care. It was it was my favorite insult ever. And then yeah. I learned what it meant.
0: Yeah, no, and I I still remember like even even during my high school years it's like people were still using that word even then. I still remember that. And you know, people would be using, you know, the r word as well and, you know, I may have been uh I may have been guilty of that one in the past too to be honest, you know? Like for me, um I I never I never I to be fair, I never heard the n word, but I did hear uh, but I did hear the F word and the R word quite a number of times when I was in school.
1: I remember during that time, during that time, there's a whole set of rules you had to follow. It was like, okay, if you part your hair to the side, you can only part, push it towards one direction meant you were straight. The other direction meant you're gay, which ear, your ear was pierced in, had a different connotation to it. Wow. Um, you if you were, you could wear purple, but you could only wear pink if it was a salmon pink with like a like a like what was it a body glove, yeah, if it was like a body glove or a song uh shirt, then you're okay if it was like a beach shirt, you're fine, but if it was any other shirt, then no, you couldn't um. Hmm. You know, if your hands were, if you're a guy and your hands were too manicured, you had to be gay. If you had any form of a high-pitched voice or... Yeah. So, yeah, there was that, and I understand, and I'm totally with you on that. But, like, what Amos was saying, the
2: F word really...
1: It, it was almost just a...
3: It was just a generalized you, insult.
1: It was yeah, it was a curse word you could say and not get yelled at for. Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: It yeah. was like a stronger version of stupid head or dummy. Yeah. Because yeah. you right.
1: couldn't call someone you couldn't call someone a fucker. No. Because if you did, you know, you got a lot of trouble.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But you could okay. drop you could drop the F word like there was no tomorrow. And everybody's like, Yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, and people didn't care back then either, too. Like you know, so but well,
3: uh, i I, still, I don't know, and I would love to love for someone to educate me on this, honestly, but I don't know if that was used if if the if the if the way we use we well not us, but if the way it's used now in the derogatory term for the people that it is a derogatory term for came around first and i or like what happened first the word or the meaning behind the word like is that a word that someone started using with that intent in mind or did it morph into that later after we had already been using it for a while as just a generic word or like i would love to know the etymology of the word and the how it developed into the insult it is today interesting Interesting.
0: Yeah, no, person. honestly, no, that that's that is an interesting conversation to be had
3: for sure. Um, this is certainly not
0: the avenue for it, but I, I, I
3: don't know if it's fiction. It's certainly an interesting lesson for me to learn.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, totally. One hundred percent. But yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Um, so <laughs> the fact that d- the detention is nine hours, who has detention for nine hours like that you that never, seems
1: super excessive. I don't know. I could say I've had it. I could uh yeah, Saturday Saturday school or Saturday detention. Mhm. Oh yeah, it is all fucking day long. It is painful.
0: I don't think I don't think our school ever had Saturday detention. Like I I think it was always like You're either, it's either an in school detention or you, or it's like an out of school detention.
1: Well, up in the Ansel Valley, we had, we had both. You had in school detention, which I got a few times. Then you had, um, Saturday school when you really screwed something up. Like, uh, if you're caught tagging or caught with cigarettes or, in my case, caught with uh schnapps. Beaver porn. Yep. <laughs> Beaver porn. Oh, do, you, do you remember, yeah. oh, God, what was his name? Aaron? No, was it Aaron? Who brought the Playboys with him to school? Oh, no. <laughs> did, did he get into a lot of trouble for that?
3: <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't um, have even cross my radar.
2: That's that's wild. But uh,
3: yeah, yeah. that Low key, when I was in high school, I wouldn't even care. Even if I found out about, I would have forgotten it.
1: Yeah, I I just found it funny because we're both sitting there. What'd you get in trouble for? Oh, I brought schnapps. What'd you get in trouble for? I brought hustler.
2: Mm.
0: I didn't get in
3: trouble like that.
0: I don't think I, uh, I don't think I got, I, here, here's how, like, not in, in trouble that I got, like, literally the, the biggest, um, the, the biggest thing that I got in trouble for was, like, in band class, like, apparently I was told to, I was told to stay in my seat or something, and apparently I had gotten up, and I, like, apparently, apparently I got in trouble for that, and got, like, written up about it. But the but the principal just didn't care because I never got called to the principal's office, like at all.
1: So
2: <laughs>
1: you well, know our our principal, the only reason that we knew we had one was you would hear him at the beginning of announcements. Other than that, the principal was like, Yeah, but well, I'm not talking to students. Yeah. It was always either the blonde security chick. Rocky would just go, Dude, seriously, why are you doing this? I was like, dude, I just don't want to go to class. Oh, except for except for the the gang war that happened at school,
3: <laughs> casual casual gang war, right? It, it 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 was it wasn't a gang war. It was an all out race riot, and <laughs> that's a total topic for a different day.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: but it's it, it legit happened over over three days mm-hmm. at Highland High School in Antelope Valley. That, oh yeah, very well
0: cuz I watched the whole thing go down. That's wild. I we and it's like where I came from it's like there were no like gangs or anything. Like there was no gang problem where I was at either. Like I if you went out to like the if you went out to like the schools in the city, yeah, no, it does explain a lot. Um if you went out to the schools in the city, like you would you might be able to see it happening, but even then it was like rare. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling you, I went to a high school that was in the middle of, of it, it was in like the middle of four cornfields. N- no bullshit. You know, like it was a it was a super
2: small school.
1: Yeah, we just <laughs> we just had desert all around us.
2: Yeah, desert. I,
1: yeah, I, the desert sun got to everybody. So Amos, I gotta okay, we gotta touch on this. The
3: conspiracy theory. Well, I, I believe I believe W wanted to wait. So let's see what else he has in store for us. Because I still want to see if he gives this movie a thumbs up or thumbs down.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I guess the the last thing that I would uh, no, t- there's two things that I would that I would say. Um, the the lighting the cigarette with the shoe. Did you guys? I that was <laughs> that to me was just like. It was the most. It was. It was funny and also the most unrealistic thing ever. Like, how do you light a cigarette with a
1: shoe? How is it? Hold on. Hold on. How is that unrealistic? I, you basically saw. I mean, they didn't have CGI good enough to even try that shit. He actually did it. I, how though? I. I. I don't know how that's possible.
3: Breaking. Just, yeah. It was a match was in his sole of the shoe.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's,
3: it's <laughs> and then, the, bro? Brug- it, it was more a, a fact of a, comment, a commentary to the fact that his shoes were so old and worn out that he could stick a, li- a match into it and light yeah. the match.
0: Mm, okay. Like, had and then
3: he- Lighting the cigarette, it had more to do with the shoes and the concept that that was just so normal to him that that's just one of the things he did.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I had shoes that uh, constantly talked. Mm-hmm. Like you'd walk around, and the front lip of it would bounce, like
3: drag on the floor. And,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No,
0: I I think I had a few shoes that that did that. Yep. <laughs> uh, especially when I was, because uh, I was a uh, I was a cross country runner in high school. So it's like, you know, you you'd bust shoes up all the time for God knows what reason. You know.
3: And oh, oh, Willie, you had special shoes for your cross country?
0: I did. I did. <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: You have multiple pairs of shoes? Yeah. Yes, multiple pairs. I, I, I ran I,
3: cross country in my Wee Box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you ever have the, uh, did you ever have,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did
1: notice you, he, ha- notice he, he said we, not re. Yeah. <laughs> notice the W in and fuck you, dude. I had Pro Wings. Yeah. My ass got clowned so hard because of those Pro Wings,
3: or or the the nickels. Oh god, they looked like Nike, but they had an L at the end. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway. That's when.
1: That's when you went to that one store. You'd go to that one store where everything was just like off-brand.
3: But when Solely your shoes start falling off, you buy a glue stick, not a new pair of shoes.
1: Exactly. <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have money for shoes. No. Yeah. Like you okay. want to spend twenty bucks on what? Oh hell no. <laughs> Here, let's go let's go to the grocery store. We'll get you a good pair of shoes at the grocery store. And they'll only cost three ninety five.
0: Yep, No, That was that was my parents too. Yep. Although what, they did that was the other
2: thing you bring up.
0: Uh So here's here's the my biggest problem with this entire movie, the name of the movie, because here's the thing, the namesake of this movie, like the name of the movie is called The Breakfast Club. Right. And the reason the movie is called The Breakfast Club is because instead of writing the essay that they're all supposed to write, the namesake of the movie is because they just all decided to call themselves The Breakfast Club. Like, you're telling me that, that was that's the entire reason that this movie is called The Breakfast Club is just because they decided to call themselves just that? Like, I I don't know. I think that's so stupid. Uh, maybe that's well, just me.
1: What if you changed your mind around instead of looking at a movie about a bunch of kids in detention mm-hmm. and look at it like the way it's supposed to kind of be, which is almost like a origin story. Think of it like an Avengers origin. They weren't always called the Avengers, right? They only became, they became the Avengers when they started grouping up. This is kind of like the same thing, which kind of leads into my next question, which was, what do you think happened on Monday morning?
0: Ooh. Okay, like what happens when they go when they go back to school on Monday?
1: Yep, because we've had I've had the discussion a million and one times with friends, even had a friend write a kind of spec script on the following Monday, what that following Monday would be like. And would they go, would they would they try to stay changed or would they go back to exactly who they were portraying?
2: Hmm. I mean, and
3: what 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 was the first significant event that got people talking in this movie? The, of, of the five kids stuck in detention, what was the first thing that happened that caused them all to talk?
1: Hmm.
2: I'm trying I to remember think, now.
1: I think it was uh one of Bender's antics. Yeah, it was. Uh, I yeah, I can't remember. It was if it was the, no, it was it was the uh, taking the screw out of the out of the um, door. Well, yeah, because he's the only one that's talking,
0: right? Because everyone else is following the rule of n- no talking, right?
1: And he's the first one to break that rule, right? Yeah, and he starts antagonizing them into getting to talk, he
3: right? To but even then, they weren't talking to each other, other than talking about Bender's antics.
1: Exactly.
3: They had a real conversation about anything was when Bender starts talking to them about what they're eating for breakfast.
2: Yep. Ah. Yeah. Also,
3: also, you're asking this question as a member of a group of people who know each other primarily on the internet that call themselves Diamond Club because some one of us idiots decided to start doing this in front of the camera and putting brackets around all the things that they put in there. And the rest of his idiots said, Hey, that's a good idea. We're the diamond club? <laughs> all right. Touche, <laughs> so sir. The breakfast club.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. Touche, sir. Touche. And,
3: and as Te- Tinvek says in the chat, then we wrote a sex book and then it fucking came out. And now there's wine and there's a clubhouse and there's all kinds of shit. So don't downplay. Just the randomness of the fucking Breakfast Club. That's all but, I'm gonna say. Okay.
1: But, okay. I by, but I stand by this question. Could this possibly be an origin story?
3: It could have been. It didn't yeah. need to be. It could be. It could just as well be a conclusion story. They could have all died that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or their some life hitting fulfillment and then finally understanding people other than themselves and ascending to fucking Valhalla. Like it could have been anything like it doesn't this. This is such an experiential movie that it doesn't matter where it began, where it ends. The experience of the movie itself can be affected and affects everyone that watches. So it's it's just a beautiful fucking movie.
0: I will say, though, the fact that nobody has made this into like a TV series kind of is kind of funny to me. Like, cause this, this seems like it's oh, primed for a TV series. Yeah. Am I wrong? Don't this think movie, they didn't try.
3: This movie is, this movie is sacrosanct. So I'm yeah. I'm so glad we haven't had some bullshit TV show coming off. Of it. I mean,
0: hey, a- just it, they're trying to does, reboot everything right now. Just give it time. It'll probably happen. <laughs>
3: no, don't don't <laughs> it think it before they remake this.
1: Don't think they haven't tried, but it's John, you got to thank John Hughes for that. John Hughes still, uh, his family still holds a lot of rights for those writings and character ideas and stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you're not gonna tell John
3: Hughes is shit anymore,
1: yep. Well, yeah, that too, <laughs> since he's dead, yeah. but his family like still holds true to what it was. It's like, you no, know, these characters are exactly for what they were for, yep. they're there for that portion, and that's it,
3: it's complete.
1: 'Cause he could have I mean, he's got a, a quote unquote universe wrapped around the wrapped around the uh the Shermer Illinois idea. Uh-huh. They even joke about it in Jay and James Silent Pop strikes back saying, it's Oh yeah, we came to Illinois to go to Shermer.
3: It's wrapped around Molly Ringwald. Let's just be perfectly clear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that that's fantastic.
3: Like, yeah. If he couldn't get Molly Ringwald in a movie, he found someone that would behave just like she does, even if she looks completely different.
1: <laughs> and I'm sorry, I did get it wrong. It was dogma. Oh, okay, okay. I knew, <laughs> it, I knew it when it came out and it's like damn. It. Yeah. Yeah. But same idea. He could have uh, easily pulled a Kevin Smith and like included like all the characters in passing and in names. But no, he was like each movie is its is its own. Okay. Now,
0: having said that about the movie, what would we give um a rating for this movie? Uh Sean, I'm going to start with you. Thumbs up,
1: thumbs down, what do you give this movie? Oh, full on thumbs up. I mean, I I still to this day think every parent should sit with their kid right like freshman year, like right like the week before high school. Uh-huh. And Sit down and watch this movie with them. See, I would even argue
0: junior high, to be honest. Because it kind of starts even in middle school junior high, too, you know?
1: Yeah, but these are the things they need to be thinking about while in high school. In junior high, it does apply, but not like it does in high school. In junior high, you're still kind of got that preteen mentality or that that early teen mentality. When you get to high school, the world, it does, the world does change around you. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Wait a minute, I actually have to start making decisions about electives and colleges and shit like that. <laughs> the world starts creeping in on you a little bit. And this is a good movie to see, okay, this is who you're interacting with. Mm-hmm. This is who you're making friends with. And just because the guy's sitting in the corner not saying anything, kind of just staring down at his lunch doesn't mean that he's like some weird, creepy guy. He's just sitting there alone because nobody wants to take a chance. Or Uh the guy that's always, the kid that's always constantly getting in trouble, maybe there's a shitload of shit going on and you need to talk to the fucker. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: So you would give this uh, a thumbs up? Amos, what about you?
3: as a father of daughters, I would say that all men are so um, <laughs> regardless of age, they're all creepy. Um, I would give this uh so the, the options are uh, uh, one thumb down, one thumb up somewhere in between or two thumbs up for my daughter. Who's 21 to just watched it. My wife, who's, and somewhere near my age who just watched it Mm -hmm. uh, and myself who just watched it for like the umpteenth time Mm -hmm. that's six thumbs up out of one okay it's ridiculously good
2: yeah okay now
0: the final verdict my rating here so as much as i have clowned on this movie as much as i have like you know, said, like, like, this is so stupid, right? I'm still giving this movie a thumbs up. Reason why? It's so dumb, and it's so stupid, right? But that's what makes it so good, in my opinion, right? Like, it's that's so
3: a- it's so stupid that it's good. That's what makes it so identifiable. That's what makes it so... Yeah. It's so easy to understand what it means because it doesn't hide things in innuendo and things like that. It's just kind of there. It's just there.
1: Yeah. It's exactly what it's supposed to be, which is a conversation on a boring ass Saturday when you're trapped doing something you really don't want to do. hmm Yep. How how do you entertain yourself? And this is it.
0: Yeah. Except they don't. They didn't have uh, the technology that we do now. Because if they, because if they did, they'd all just be on their phones.
1: <laughs> you know, I still, I still think to the state you need to take a bunch of these kids, put them in a library, take away all the electronics and everything for a day, and so he sit here and interact, mm-hmm. be people with people. Don't just like sit on your phone. I wonder if we're. I wonder if like. I wonder if we're really lacking in that now. And this movie kind of shows me that
3: you <laughs> literally just flipped the old man switch. And yeah, I know you need to get out. You need, you need to start going yelling people to get off your lawn.
0: <laughs> right on. And on that note, <laughs> uh, where, where can people find you uh, say, uh, telling people to get off their lawn squid?
1: Um uh, kind of been laying low lately, but occasionally you'll see me post something on uh Twitter at IamSquidicus. Uh if you want to find me, usually look up I am Squidicus because I am squiddicus Yeah, I mean you just are,
0: right? You can also mm-hmm. I would also encourage everyone. Um it's uh it's in hiatus right now, but um but I would encourage everyone to check out squidsmixtape.com because you and BBJ doing that uh, show was just an amazing show. So go check it out, folks, if you haven't already.
3: Uh, Amos, where can we find you online? www.anthonylemos.com. Everything that I'm part of links has a link from there. So mm-hmm. go, go to that one spot and you'll find all the things that I have my fingers in.
0: Yeah, including uh, Ritual Misery. Like, yeah, go check out that as well. Ritual Misery is a good
3: show. Yeah, Ritual Misery, Audio Picture Media, my uh, my company, and um, Infinite Game, DTNS, mm-hmm. all all the things. I got my fingers everywhere in Diamond Club.
0: Right on. All right, so uh, if you want to be a part of the watch party for these movies that I do for every show. Uh, you can uh, you can join us live over on Twitch uh, you can all, where I'm also live twice a week on there you can find that twitchtv slash one but if you can't make it to the watch party don't worry because we have the watch party available to the people who support on Patreon you can listen into our commentary i have uh, time codes of when we start the movie so you can you can still be a part of the watch party even if you weren't there uh it's all in a in a special custom RSS feed you can find over at patreon.com slash W one. And thank you as always to everyone who supports this show in any way you can. Uh if you have thoughts about any of anything that we discussed today, uh you can join the cinemavention channel in our Discord. I see uh Tinvec and uh Let's see. Uh, yeah. Tinvec and Max Trollbot are uh, saying some stuff in there right now. And Bob Callie as well. Uh, uh, right now uh, over um, in the uh, CinemaVention channel that you can find that at gamenightdiscord.com. Discord.com. If you want to send me an email, email at CinemaVention.com if you have any feedback on the show. And you can always check out CinemaVention.com to see every movie that we've covered on this show, including links to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher of choice leave a five-star review for me if you really like the show. I mean, Hey, if you don't like the show, that's okay. But if you really do like the show, leave a five-star review for me. If you can, uh, music has been provided by Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at incompetech.com. We'll be back next week to discuss the movie Ferris Bueller's day off. Speaking of which, uh, with Alex Hanna, uh, that should be a very fun episode to cover and i can see amos is putting the thumbs up down a uh, thumbs down thing for that movie you don't like it at all
1: <laughs> oh, come on tell me that is in the badass
0: <laughs> but uh we'll be back uh we'll be back to discuss that movie until then folks we will see you next time
3: diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>